The Red Room Theater, episode 121, Airheads. Welcome to the Red Rum Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We're your host, Ernesto Alanis. I ain't farting on no snare drum. <laughs> and Antonio Burrito. <laughs> <laughs> it could be pit farting on a snare drum for all you know. <laughs> oh, man, what a great movie. Dude, every month. I forgot how good this is. We look at one of the movies that raise us up. Talk about the movie, raise us right, raise us wrong. Today we talk about the movie Airheads and how it taught us that rock and roll is the coolest. And being a sellout's the worst. So, this movie drops August 5th, 1994, dude. Jeez. Nine, so, so, 14, you're 13. Um, I'm playing drums already. Are you at 13? You yes, already playing? I was, yeah. When was the first time you played drums? 12 years old at church. I thought it was at the stinking... It was at church. It was at church in the gym. We, in were, the, pl- we were in there playing basketball messing around. And they were all set up right there. They, the drums were just there. Sticks. They left the sticks. And I sat on the drums and started playing in, the, in my first time ever. And you were there. And you were like, I didn't know you played drums. And I'm like, neither did I. And I, I was a drummer from then. That's cr- it's crazy, dude. So like you found your thing. Yes. That's wild, dude. And then I found another one when I was 13. <laughs> Stop playing with your dingaling. <laughs> Mom, how come my glasses are so thick? <laughs> Oh, no. Stop playing with your dinghy. Quit playing with your dinghy. <laughs> Brian Teddy, dude. You know what? In Tommy Boy, I was bummed when she was an evil person. Why? I, I was so happy for him finding love, and she was just, she was in it for the money, dude. It was brutal. Durr. It was Bo Derek, bro. It was Bo Derek, and who was her partner in crime? It was Rob a- Lowe. It was Rob Lowe. Hey, that don't smell like mud. <laughs> <laughs> I get douched with mud. <laughs> um, so this movie is a twenty-three percent Rotten Tomatoes. What? Listen, we're gonna, get, we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into it. Directed by a guy named Michael Lehman, who we happen to like. He did the Truth About Cats and Dogs, a decent romantic comedy from the nineties. Uh, Cusack. No. Who's Truth About Cats. Oh, Ben Stiller. No, um, Uma Thurman and oh, that's right. What's her name? Darla Janine Garofalo. Janine Garofalo, and it's a sweet little Daria. Daria. Darla. (laughs) Banging away on Darla. It's another awesome '90s movie. I knew he was coming. (laughs) Um, So did Darla. (laughs) So. The plot of this film is very simply a band wants to make it, and their big plan is to take is to no, no. The big plan is to break in and get the song on the radio. There was that's it. Yeah, plan B was Buscemi's crazy ass. The plan was to break in, but Buscemi's the one that was like, "No, this is happening." The plan Buscemi is awesome. In this we're gonna movie. get that. The plan is to break into a radio station and literally just get their song on the radio and get out. Yep. that's it. And um, what's great about this is, you ever been to a radio station? You ever won, you ever won tickets to the radio station? Yeah, I, they're fortresses. Oh yes, they. You go. I in. was on um, the banana. What? Yeah, Deb, I said it was on. They did a uh, local spotlight, and it was a Sunday night. And we and they did an hour, played a bunch of our songs, interviewed us. It was awesome. And then they gave us free tickets to local age. Actually, what they did was Eric Thomas was the DJ. My buddy Rodney, the, like like people were calling in, and we were all going to hang out. 
I think at the oh, where were we going afterward? The Metro or something. And some girls called in and wanted to win tickets to local eight. So the, Eric was like, All right, well, Tony and Rodney are gonna be in the Metro tonight. And they're going to have your free tickets, so you meet them up there. No! Yes! They did not do yes, that! Yes! It was did awesome! The, did the girls come? Of course! Oh! <laughs> they see local something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, you, so you've been there. Dude, I want to... Um, wanna, oh, dude, it's key cards, lockdown. It's... And this movie shows you. You can't get... Race no. Just square boxes. You cannot get in them. But they want to get in. So, fu- so he sued him for a million bucks when his pubes didn't grow in. <laughs> Kid still got no hair on his balls, man. Dude, the little conversations are so funny. Now, um, does it hold up? I'm going to say this movie is really dated. Yeah, but the thing is, I'm stuck in the 90s, so it's perfect for me. I'm saying, but when they busted out the Beavis and Butthead, I was like, that does not age well. Yes, it does. Oh, no. Some of their jokes didn't. No. But them as an entity is incredible. It just I I I don't know how they got MTV to let them use those guys in the movie, and I'm like, this isn't an MTV movie. No, man, that's a big thing. They get it. I mean, having because these butthead are weird because they are not huge for a long time. It's like a good three to five years. They're huge. Yeah, but they're like, uh, what do you call it when something's like huge? It's viral, not viral. Um, not cult classic, but. Along those lines, like they, like people loved them. They got a movie out of that, that and the first and show's, their soundtrack was incredible. I mean, Bootleg Butt had started off as the little tiny comedy short. What was it called? Liquid Television? No, it wasn't Liquid. Was it Liquid Television? Something like that. I think you're right. It was like a little three to five minute short of yeah. them playing frog baseball. That yes. was the first Bootleg yeah. Butt had short, and it got so popular, turned into a show. And the show at first, half the show was Dude, him. I remember. The summer between fourth and fifth grade, or no, or was it fifth and sixth? No, four, between fourth and fifth grade, Beavis and Butthead dropped. So I went, we went from hood school and then came back to hood school. And now all everybody in this urban atmosphere is going, hey, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just like, people I would never expect to love Beavis and Butthead. I was like, oh, it was God. huge. And half the show was them watching music videos and just yes, riffing making on fun them. of them. Like, that's like, I, I, I really think that they would literally just record like 15 minutes of cartoon and then just throw in random videos. And they would just sometimes you have to cartoon and it'd be the same videos from last week on the show mm-hmm. as the week before. It was, we, it was weird. But Beavis and Butthead were on this. So it's, it's a very dated thing. And like, I don't know if my kids would like this when they're 14, 15. This is a very... Mus- music, they're not going to understand this music. And they're not going to understand the music world either. No. Because this, the idea... Now it's The Voice, YouTube. Then it was you who had to work your balls up. His speech about being in the clubs, talking to the managers, uh, playing for 15 people, and it's just the bands and their girlfriends, and he's living rock and roll. He is rock. That's, that's for real. And that's how you had to come up. Dude, listen. So I have, obviously, smells like flannel. But I have another band called Static Factory. It's all original music. It's me, my buddy Merlin, who's like 43, my buddy Eric, who's 60, and Rob, who's in his 50s. So we're older cats playing this original music. And we have, there's two other bands from Flint, Rushmore Pass and Super Horn Dog. The three of us booked the old Miami Friday night in Detroit. We were, and the only bands that played was us three, and it was Flint Invades Detroit, 
We drove down there. Everybody had vans. Everybody had their equipment. We set up, and it felt like the 90s. What? All these random people coming in, loving the music, being super into the music. We're playing all original music, bars packed all night. It I felt like we were on tour. It was like it was like this feeling of these old guys, older guys who are from Seattle were there and they were asking my girlfriend, do we have a manager? This, this, this. And it was just, it's just so funny because I'm just like, remember when there was a dream? <laughs> Now I'm just an old cat playing rock and roll. Because you love music. There used to be that dream of somebody asking, do they have a manager? Are they represented? Now, nobody needs any of that. It's all viral. Listen, Justin Bieber, his, you know his career started, right? Usher seen him. No. It, you know where he saw him? Where? YouTube. Oh, for sure. Bieber as a kid was playing guitar, singing, covering songs, and his YouTube following got so big... His platform was so big off YouTube, so Usher sponsored him. Usher. And baby, baby became. Came. Ooh. It, it just became like gigantic and successful. It's just, it's just, it just drives me crazy what is popular. Dude, and then Rihanna. Did you hear what Early Pieces Tour is called? What? The Stop Making Stupid People Famous Tour. <laughs> because the frustration's real, dude. Dude. Do you know that Rihanna, um, and that's not Doug Rihanna, I read a book called The Song Machine, fantastic book about just the, in, in American pop music, there have been like five, um, what do you call it, hit-making centers of music. Mm. It went from like Motown, you know, Detroit, there's Quincy, all these, all these things that happened, um, just these places that just produced so many number one hits, and you see it change through, through time. And at the end of the book, it gets into the modern, the Spotify, or the Napster, then the Spotify. But it really gives Rihanna credit. This book does. Rihanna's a gangster, bro. But I Rih- love Rihanna. Rihanna, she said, you know, she's a billionaire. Dude, they say Rihanna figured out you don't need albums anymore. Singles. She, she Single queen. Dude, listen. You remember Flo Rida? <laughs> what was his hit? I don't know. I don't either. That's how much I give a shit. <laughs> but... It was when iTunes was releasing the 99-cent singles. That's the thing. He sold a million in like a week. Because Spotify, these songs, they're, the album Spotify not is, is highway robbery because the guy who owns Spotify is a billionaire. Every artist is making pennies. On the listens. It's unbelievable. But you got to put it on there. Stinking Rihanna realized, I don't got to pick an album. And albums, listen, I, used, I remember getting albums in the mail. Mm-hmm. And open the CD. Don't get me started. I'd be smelling the, the insert. I'd open so, it I'd up. Open the booklet. <gasps> I would read. Like I'd pour read. over the notes. Read the check essays. Out the, check out the color, the um the pictures. Yes, dude. I used to. I remember when I first got um Primus's Tales from the Punch Bowl. Every song, was it a tape or a CD? A CD. Okay. Every song, though, when you open the page, it was a, a crazy ass picture with all the lyrics, and I would listen to the songs. And read the lyrics and be like, holy crap. Nobody cares about any of that anymore. I remember listening. I remember I got Jackson Brown's Pretender. Oh, you I were a big Jackson Brown dude. dude I, I got the CD. And I remember I was sitting in my, my room. And I was playing on the CD player. And I'm, I'm reading the, the, the lyrics. And I, the, the song is so sad because the guy sells out at the end. Yeah. It, it, and it hurt me because I'm, I'm 18. And I'm like, I don't want to sell out. I don't want to go this way. And, and like the, the song... Took me so much. 
I remember crying. Listen, like, like, and that's it, man, you be it. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm so playing. Stupid. <laughs> but like, that's why I kind of like vinyl coming back because mm-hmm. it, it vinyl's huge. Instead of listening to a single, you listen to an album again. Bro, I've spent a thousand dollars on vinyl in the last year, dude. COVID time was by crazy times. You ain't bullshitting, dude. But dude, listen to the whole album. You get a feel. I, you know, listen you to know what my favorite thing is? Okay, go ahead, go ahead. I listened to Octoon Baby straight through. <gasps> Great album. And I'm like, I Great forgot. Great album. On vinyl? No, I listened on, on, oh, okay. on just driving around town. But man, what an album dude, that is. I'm, when I had COVID and I was down, Jesus dropped off boxes of teas, different flavors. And there's this flavor called Sleepy Time Tea. Yep. And so every night, I would get an, a record, and I would sit in my little chair, the little, little orange chair, one yep. you gave me, Yep. and I'd sit in that little rocker with Sleepy Time Tea, and I'd put a vinyl on, and just the pops, dude. And I would sit there, and I would rock, and I would listen to a whole album, and that is therapy, dude. It's therapy. Nobody cares about full albums anymore. The hit is what... So that, all that to say is that this plot will make no sense yeah. to our children because in their world, the radio stations are not the gatekeepers anymore. Nope. There was a time where if you made it on the radio, you made it. Yes. That was how. Well, look at that thing you do. When they got their song on the radio, they went nuts because now people are hearing us. There's however many thousands of watts behind you now. Yep. Radio was, and it was back in the day, it was, it was DJs for real, DJing what they liked, and then it became... Big conglomerates, but they still the top forty would play like the number one hits over and over again. They, mm-hmm. they, they'd push those songs into the stratosphere. Like, like remember that uh, the ponytail dude was like Rex was like, man, you got so much good stuff here. How come you never play it? Oh, if it's so great, how come it's not on the charts, babe? Because you don't play it, babe. <laughs> like, dude, that's true. That's how it used to be. Radio, radio is- could end you. If they don't play, if if they if you do something stupid, they don't play your Which song. Which is why ICP was studied in, in colleges because they were in the first out. They were because the first bands who made it without radio. Yes, which was unheard no of. No MTV, no radio. They are the best businessmen. I I don't give a shit. I love ICP, and if the Hatchet Man wasn't considered a gang sign, still I'd have one on me, dude. They're good. They're good people. They're good to their communities. They put kids through college. Local kids that can't afford to go. They're they do a lot of stuff, and they don't want any credit for it. But you're right. MTV didn't play them. Disney, Never on the radio. Disney signed them because of how many records they sold. And then when they found out they're all about, they, they shelved them, dude, and threw them to the trash. And they, they, they decided, okay, we're going to have our own record label. But, but I think that's one of a million. So they did it, and who else? Grateful Dead did it. Oh, man, people still listen to them. Because they, they just toured... All the time and built fan. You know, Dave Matthews did that. Dave Matthews built, he toured colleges and built his fan he base. He got huge because of the college circuit. Yes. Yeah. So you're right. so back. Hootie did that too. Hootie. Hootie dude. was the shit. Crack Review was the bomb. <laughs> dude, the album is. I, I mean, still love it. What? Dan Marino's in the video, bro. Haven't we talked about this? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't. So <laughs> we knew it'd be musical because of Airheads, but Airheads, the plot device, our kids will not understand. Because again, there was a time when radio. I love that Listen, it's a three-piece band. I remember lo- moving from Flint and being sad. We were losing CK one hundred five point five. Yep. I remember being sad. We moving with the station. We listened to it at night. Turned on low yes, so mom wanna we, hear and us. We would get back to the hotel. <laughs> all those songs, dude. And we were like kind of thugs when we moved to Waterford. <laughs> 
Because that dude, what do you think changed my life? Dude, sixth grade, I got Nevermind. That's what got me into rock and roll. Man. Thir- Friday, 30th anniversary, Nevermind. Last Friday? Last Friday. Wow. So, I mean, dude, it's music's different. Wow, you just blew my mind. You just blew my mind. Yeah. So, um, I mean, my first album so was um, So, what was the huge Chili Peppers record? I see the picture. With uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Yep. 30 Years Friday. A bunch of albums. Good albums. Jeez, man. I'm just so. I know how much Merlin loves the Chili Peppers. Then in Waterford, JK. it was 89X, which now just. It's country, bro. And one of the puppets of this movie is the guy selling off Easy Listening. The Mellow Sounds of the Rain. Because <laughs> radio. The best thinking thing. What are these? <laughs> They're uh, shorts, Ian. You know, pants with little legs. <laughs> Dude, Joe Mantegna was furious, dude. Um, Stinking. I said Joe Mantegna. There was, in Chicago, there was a station called 97.1 The Drive. And they they helped me learn classic rock and roll. Because they would have, like, every, I'd work at this little, uh, work in this, like a dungeon. It was like a Michigan basement in Chicago. And I was, like, working at this high end. They were getting all this French, um, what do you call it, like dinnerware. So dishes, casserole, cat, and I would be these boxes. I would unload the dishes, and I'd have to like fill orders and wrap them and remail them out. We got all this stuff from France. It was nuts, dude. High was it, end. Was it uh, fragile? Yes, it was. Um, oh. But I'd put on the drive down there in this dungeon, dude, jamming. And he'd be like, today you're you're gonna learn all about Bruce Springsteen, and he'd go through his career and what? talk you through. This is here's some songs for the first album. He had like, two or three songs. He'd go, and is he'd that just, why you love Bruce? That was it. He went through so many great musicians because he Elton John one Sunday. I mean, I'm or Saturday or Saturdays and Sundays. You these DJs really mixing like not just playing the hits. Like they never played stinking old time rock and roll from Bob Seger. You know what I'm saying? They're playing the the jukeboxes. They're playing some deep cuts, but like also some little like little deeper, just a little deeper. Just not that one that one radio hit playing a little deeper. And I'd listen. I'm like I didn't know these guys were so good. And they've got there's a station on satellite radio called Lithium. Well, there's a Lithium Deep Cuts. Lithium's all the hits from the '90s. Lithium Deep Cuts is other songs off the hits albums. That's great stuff, dude. I've learned uh, new songs from Portishead, new songs from uh, Screaming Trees that are awesome, and I'm just like, holy shit! Like Lithium Deep Cuts. If you have satellite radio, the app, listen to Deep Cuts. It's awesome. Dude, so I'm saying radio. I used to love radio. I used to love yes. there was there was there was DJs I loved. I remember I used to drive back to Chicago, and I I knew what what mile marker I could turn my radio back on. Oh yeah, you had to drive back. Yes, I used to love coming back into Chicago. So we love music, and this movie's about me and you love music, bro. It's about a radio station. It's about a band trying to make it. Let's go through the cast. Um, what a cast! This is the this this movie, bro. We get two of the Ghostbusters in this movie. <laughs> we do <laughs> this movie, dude. Straight up, you can see. I don't know how he did it, but Sandler got his buddy in the movie again. The cop. Oh yeah, yep. And that that scene's really really funny, funny when he starts doing the monkey thing. They're not even talking. All they're just like they take a step. But these guys just got their friends to be in this movie. Like Chris Farley has no reason to be in this movie. He's pretty funny. Though. He's hilarious. I'm just saying, he his main point is to go get the girl. 
He doesn't even get the girl. She drives back of her own. Of, like, he actually, if you remove from the movie, doesn't change the movie at all. True. But these guys are all like struggling comedians trying to make it. They get a movie greenlit. They're getting all their buddies in the movie. They want to help each other out. And so this is one of those early 90s movies. They're like, you know what? We're going to get all our crew in this. And, t- and Farley had a few of those. Like McDonald's put them in dirty work. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Norm just passed away. Oh, man. Just want to say. Rest in peace. Rest, rest in, in peace, power, man. Norm McDonald. You um, were so funny. <laughs> At least I didn't get my nose bit off by a Saigon whore. <laughs> <laughs> you burger. <laughs> You son of a... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Street fighting man, G7. <laughs> you just hit, you hit, just hit G8. <laughs> Do you like being a Galatas? <laughs> he's probably one of the funniest parts of that whole movie. He's so funny. Um, but uh, doesn't he find the girl in the side gun? Yes. That's when so they're putting the whores in the trunks of the car dealership. <laughs> um, so... Brendan Fraser is in this film. He's in he's last. So good. But here's dude. the thing: Brendan Fraser is as good as a comedic actor as he is a dramatic actor. Yes, I mean he did good in drama, action, and comedy. I know. Like in this movie, he's a mummy, bro. There's a scene where he's running up, and there's a cop car in the front. Ah! He, he does the um the link yell. He does the yell from uh, yes from uh, Encino Man. Yeah, yeah. It's that great little. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> but he's and and in this Brendan Fraser in this film. He's the Todd father. Dude, there's a couple different... You're right. He is. The tall, lanky, yep. uh, the long leather hair, jacket. leather jacket. Just... I, I'm like, dude, Todd's so rock and roll, dude. Dude, not everyone can pull off boots. Todd pulls off boots, yes. man. I can't pull off boots, man. Did you ever wear... You wore boots for a second? Did you wear boots for a second? I've got a couple pairs of boots. You don't wear them very often, though? Wow, wintertime, yeah. Like cowboy boots? I've got cowboy boots, yes, but I only wear, I've only worn them in Texas. I'll wear them to the Kumbi Kings. Oh! I already told Steph to be ready because I'm wearing a hat and everything. <laughs> You're wearing your crap kickers, baby. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to have to have mom on, on uh, speakerphone so she can translate. The Mexicans going to want to kill me, dude. <laughs> um, but Brendan Fraser's fantastic. Steve Buscemi. Let's He's get, let's so get, good. Steve Buscemi, never been a leading man. Nope. But wow, what a career just being a great ensemble cast member. He makes so many movies better just by being a part of it. He joined the Adam Sandler family early on and has just been... Just, early. And he's been in like little tiny roles. Man. Little tiny parts in a lot of Sandler's movies. And he's hilarious. He's so good. You know what? I always dog Armageddon. But I love Buscemi and Armageddon. Are you kidding me, dude? He was amazing. He's, I loved Armageddon, bro. Dude, it's... My wife and I watched Tell it. Tell me Bear isn't the best. Listen, he's the best. I'm just saying, we watched it. We timed it between explosions. Never more than 280 from explosion to explosion. The movie's just a constant... Just Is that me, Michael Bay? Michael... Dude, it's... Yeah. Mageddon, dude. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Dude, Michael Bay, every every scene, music is high energy. It was running, screaming. Babe, I told you not to leave it on the tank. <laughs> That's so funny. What happened to my makeup? Fill <laughs> 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 <on> the toilet. <laughs> she mailed the rent and didn't leave me a stamp. <laughs> Just a loser, <laughs> Dude, she throws the CDs out the window. Okay, we'll get to her. Man. Okay, 
Buscemi in this shows he's more than just wacky. He's a good actor. He's awesome. And he's done some real like long-term. He did Borak Empire. He did Sopranos. He's been in some long... He was great in The Sopranos, dude. Was he? You never watched him in The Sopranos? I never saw The Sopranos at all. He was Tony's cousin, dude. Was he? Yes. Man, dude. Yeah. He was great in Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. I thought you were good. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot about him. Um, The Rock. The best part of The Rock. Or not The Rock. Con Air, best he, part of listen, Con Air. Listen. He he was so good in Con Air. <laughs> they had to add a scene in because it bothered people. Yeah, initially, he thought, goes, he thought he killed the girl. They had to show the girl waving goodbye to the plane yes. because people didn't know what happened, and yeah. it left them too like uneasy. Because that scene with the girl yes. is horrifying. I know. I got the whole. World. You don't know if oh. he's you don't know if he's learning or just gonna eat her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because everyone's just like, I love your work. <laughs> Malkovich, dude. When <laughs> Big <laughs> Rave's son does the change, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> He is the best part of that movie. Dude, people are, are horrified of him. <laughs> he's a little tiny, skinny white dude. Oh, shit. But Buscemi in Buscemi's this. Buscemi's great. He is, he's so like raw and like, has a, he has like a really like kind of aggressive energy. So Rex, <laughs> he's just the jerk older brother, dude. Dude, there I oh he's walking around in your fudgies. He's making this up, <laughs> dude. When at the end, when he's doing the hip thrust and they're in prison, I never got Rex, that joke. Rex, what are you doing? He, he's doing the hip thrust to a bunch of men in prison, dude. Stupid. He's got to be like, oh, uh, uh, he's got to back it up. They're going to be on tour in six months. Three if they behave themselves. <laughs> I love that. Dude. Triple platinum, dude. Then you have Adam Sandler as Pip. Oh. Okay, Adam Sandler, who knew he was going to become what he, he is? Dude, he's. Of every actor in this movie, none of them are as big as Adam Sandler. Dude, it, can you say that? You can say that about anybody in any Adam Sandler movie. He's enormous. He's got his own movie company, Netflix. Happy, Happy Gilmore, right? Oh, Happy Madison. Happy Madison. Netflix paid him hundreds of millions of dollars to do dude, those deals. October first, you're on watching October first. Hoobie. Hoobie's Halloween, Why baby. You, dude, it was awesome. Opening scene with Ben and Ben Stiller is incredible. <laughs> it's so good. How about a nice warm glass? I. <laughs> oh, shut the hell. Up. I love how you think it's a werewolf and it's just. Human poop it's everywhere. That's my chamois running around. <laughs> <laughs> um, Adam Sandler. I for a while was like I was out. I love him. I was like, man, he's Jack and Jill's the only thing I don't like. That that's the one. I, oh, that and um, that's my boy. I was out. I was. I that's left. my boy is hilarious. So I left. Like I think I left after. So I loved. So Billy Madison. I thought was a little too dumb. Even though it's funny. Happy Gilmore, I thought, was incredible. Unbelievable. I, Wedding Singer, unbelievable. Wedding Singer. And then he did that series of dramatic films. He did Spanglish. He did. Oh, Spanglish was great. Real good. And he did. Punch Drunk. Punch Drunk Love. That movie's genius. I, I remember being in that theater, and half the theater walked out. They came, they came to watch an Adam Sandler movie, and any Adam Sandler it movie. It is. Dude, even Guzman's weirded out in that movie. P.T. Anderson made that. He. 
It, That's a P.T. Anderson movie? Oh, dude. That movie's Boogie amazing. Nights, Punch Drunk Love. Sticking that movie, I was like, I didn't know. And then, ran over me. He just showed. <gasps> oh, this my gosh. Dude. Acting chops for days. Are you kidding me with that one? Movie bro. crushed me. Killed me, dude. And Pearl Jam, wow, do they cover that song awesomely. <sighs> His pipes in that song? I know. Wow, Crazy. dude. Eddie Vedder's a G, dude. Adam Sandler went on, so I thought, okay, this guy making dumb comedies. Well, then Netflix saw it. And I didn't watch any Netflix ones. I didn't watch any of them first. And you told me to give the Ridiculous Six a chance. It was so funny. And I'm like, this movie looks stupid. I turned it on. And, dude, I, I laughed. It's so dumb. It's Listen. hilarious. The strong neck. Dude, <laughs> he's just swinging, dude. Wee. Wee. <laughs> dude, it's so He sees son. Terry Crews, you look just like your mama. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, what's it, uh, Rob? Uh, what's his name? Rob Lowe. Snyder? Rob Snyder and his donkey, dude. It's so stupid, dude. Oh. It's so funny. But Sandler just makes his... And he, he, he knows his audience. He don't give a rip, dude. He gets Have you seen the Zohan? It's so unreal. Listen, the Zohan looks stupid. I watched it later and I was like, uh, this is funny. It's really funny. Him and Totoro, dude. It's so right. It's mean to Jews and Palestinians. And I'm like, how How did you guys make this? How did you get this? Dude, when he's in, like a dolphin in the, in, to swim, it's ridiculous, dude. The hummus, dude. Oh. But Sandler, how, how could he go from this little bit silly role to being what he is now? Wow. And, dude, he's got money that we can't even imagine. He's got that P. Diddy money. He's dude, got when that he, when, con- he was, when he was on Stern, it was like the way that they talked about wealth. You're like, these are two of the richest Jewish entertainers that we've ever seen. Because these guys are not. They're creeping a billion. You know, football, it's like, you know, a lot of movie makers have their money and they buy a big house. That's not what Sandler did. Sandler has money just flowing in from multiple streams, yeah. dude. Just flowing in like butter. It's raining money on him. Every day he wakes up, the money's falling on him. I'm still heartbroken that he, the bear Jew was written for Sandler. <laughs> that, I'm heartbroken. Dude. He would have crushed it. Are you kidding me, dude? Eli Roth was amazing. But Sandler, Sandler would have come in oh. and blown your... He would have subverted all expectations yes, coming yes. in there. Yes, he would have. So Sandler in this Dude, is... I even love Chuck and Larry, bro. That was so <laughs> funny. Sandler... I even liked uh, the grown-ups. It's hilarious. They're both good. I like I them both. I just part two. Part one was hilarious. I like them Dude. both, dude. He's married again. Schneider married that older woman, dude. Everyone's like, <laughs> no one knows what to do. So gross, dude. <laughs> it's like a limo driver or something crazy. Him, Schneider, and that, get all the butt guys together. I, think, I thought he did a job. Like I don't know what he did. Anyways, um, randomly of Judd Nelson in this movie, which is kind of cool. He was good because Judd Nelson, really after he was part of the Brat Pack, faded from memory. I mean, after his famous fist pump to the air. With that 180s song that everybody knows, don't you? That every single high school prom plays near the end of the night. He was in New Jack City. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was Ice T's partner in New Jack City. He was in um, <laughs> Jazz Hot Bob Strike Pack. He was great in that. Was- Let's go cornhole us a drunk. <laughs> dude, he's like, dude, Will Ferrell. He's like, these, the gay guys with the, with their, 
kid. He's like, this will be an incident. This will be a national incident with the LGBT community. He's like, that is an orangutan. <laughs> That's so good. That movie was so good. <laughs> Get that big old stash, dude. It's so Judd Nelson's in this. You got, okay, Michael Richards, okay, isn't it? Michael Richards. We can't even get, I don't even Listen, get into that. I just want to say, UHF, one of the best roles you ever had. I'm up! <laughs> Mom! You get a drink from the fire hose! Yeah, he was great. He had great moments, Listen, man. He was really good in, um, So I Murdered an Axe Murderer. Dude! <sighs> look at look at the insensitive man! Dude! <laughs> the joke's You know, are- take your work home for you, or take it home, or take your work home with you. It goes right down the table. Right down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those are people. <laughs> but the jokes are telling are pretty good. Though. They're really funny, dude. He's like, that was my ride. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't want typical Richard to touch any controversy. You want to touch it at all? No. <laughs> Tell me you're just you don't like, want me to touch that. You're like, I ain't touching it. Nope. I don't need uh, Swanson you know, to text me. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably one. That's an early, and this it's some early cancel culture. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> that was some early cancel culture. Yes, it was, and good reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I want to say I'll go record saying this. The best was the apology on Letterman. Stop it! Not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was joking, man. Dude, was, holy uncomfortable. With Seinfeld there, like, yeah, that was horrible to watch. Why would they do that, dude? What an idiot! I don't know what he was thinking, but you watch it, like, dude, you are a crazy person saying these things out loud. Why in a room full of like packed full of people? I, 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 I know. <laughs> but he it kills. He's done. He's yeah. He's and, gone. You know Jerry's over there, like you. <laughs> We're about to be. We're in syndication. syndication. <laughs> <laughs> What's crazy is S-I-N. Netflix has been doing advertisements for because Seinfeld's come back to Netflix and they've been doing all these commercials for Seinfeld, and they don't. They, they just just ignore it. They ignore what happened. They're like, ah, Seinfeld's hilarious. So, it's not funny. Talking points of the film. I want to say this about the movie. His girlfriend's awful. Yep, she sucks. I I can't believe he ends up with her at the end. I can't I can't believe it. They're all that dumping his CDs, calling them all those names, breaking the soundboard, which would have been easy to play the uh, tape. I mean, she causes so much of the problems. Throws his tape out the stinking window. It smells like piss, man. <laughs> Rex is playing with her. And it because a dog peed on it, dude. She, dude, she's terrible. She sucks. And he's like, I love you. I love her, man. <laughs> Chester. <laughs> so sucks. I think she's terrible. I he should have kicked her out and been done with it. I don't know why that didn't happen. Because anybody would be like, yeah, I see how it is. She carries him, then he gets his big break, and she and he leaves her. But uh <laughs> any, any So she sucked in school ties and she sucks in this. That's not the same girl. Yes, it is. No, it's I, not. I bet you a hundred dollars. You just blew my mind. We talked about this. And do you know who the other blonde is that hooks up with Adam Sandler? Who? Come on. I have no idea who that is. She's the girl 
from uh, Suicide Kings. No, she's not. Yeah, the Dennis Miller or Dennis. No, uh, Larry. Yes, piece up her dad. That's not her. Yeah, that's her. That's an incredible pull, Tony. I understand this. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Suicide Kings not too long ago. Um, any other any other things you want to highlight about the movie? We've gone through the radio. Nothing with Michael Richards. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from that one. I love that they're a three piece. Love it, and I love that Sandler and Rex are the rhythm section, and they're brothers. It's awesome. That is awesome. Their apartment's gross. Yeah, but um, what toy was he super excited about? The Incredible. I forgot what Stretch toy. Armstrong. That was that was that was up on the stick and okay, crucified well, up top. There was a toy he was excited about. There was a toy he was excited about. He steals them from his workplace. Now, how? Why is it that Pip and Stinking Rex got jobs, but Stinking Brendan Fraser ain't got no job? Dude, he dogged them for having jobs. I know. He's like, we can't practice because you're always at work. Now, how many times you miss practice because you're cleaning some stiff's pool? What's <laughs> brutal is I'm like, oh, he's the guy. He's the pool guy. Mess with the dude's wife, dude. Was it him? I think so, or, dude. Or just so happened to be that that guy was a pool guy. I think it, I think it's him. That would be hilarious. They should have done more with that. If that's real, that's hilarious. They should have seen where he's like with the teensy teeny little skid mark. You think I caused World War Nine? And it was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. No, no, you won't be held accountable. <laughs> <laughs> we want to throw out uh, some some mad love. Our no prize this month goes to. We said we asked the question, who is our only loser for greatness, greatness test? And the answer is Dennis Quaid. And our nose prize goes to the awesome John Street, patron and awesome listener of the show. You're the man, baby. You got it. You got it good, man. And dude, he said he looked to try to prove us wrong, and he couldn't do it. Dude. There's no third grade. Me and Andrew were watching a trailer for a movie that looks really good. It has um, not Jared Leto. It has a guy who plays Shazam. What's that fool's name? I have no That's idea. That's with a J. Never seen it. He also was in that show where he's a spy on TV. Oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> I, I, Zach, Zachary? Zachary Leto. <laughs> the hell are you talking about? His name's Zach. It's not Zach Braff. Zachary Quinto? No, that's, that's Spock. No Dang it. Levi. Zachary Levi. I couldn't. Still he, don't know he's who he is. Shazam. And in this new movie coming out, he's playing Kurt Warner. Oh, yes. Great story, but it's got Dennis Quaid, Kiss of Death. We were watching, we were just like, oh, this looks good. Watch it. All of a sudden, it's like, Dennis Quaid. And she goes, oh, no. <laughs> dude, we're such It's not going to be great. Dude, I, 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 I'm hoping. I hope it puts him over the top, dude. Listen, as soon as I seen him, I was like, okay, it's going to be another, I can only imagine. <laughs> 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 Which Henry still swears is the best movie ever. And I'm just like, I, I won't watch it. <laughs> um, so. Way to go, Mr. Street. We got no prize for the month. Now, how can you support the show? You can go give to, me the money, Lebowski. You can go to patreon.com slash You can give a dollar a month to make the podcast go. Dollar a month, yo. That's not, that's not a lot. We know we're listening, and a lot of you, I know you're busy, but you just go on the website, put your, put your thing in. I give $5 to the Creepy Pod, and they haven't had a good episode in two months. <laughs> I give, I support like four podcasts that I love because that content. I, you as a driver, love listening to stuff yes. when you're driving. Um, but down the podcast go, we are right now, we're like six bucks away from the hundo mark. What? We're right there, baby. Man, you lazy mugs are only getting one candy man next month. But I hear you looking for candy man, bitch. <laughs> but I want to give mad love to Adam. This guy, he goes by Laser Daddy on oh, Twitch. Oh, man, he's the it's man. L A Z R. 
Laser Daddy on Twitch. He plays a lot of like um, battle royal games. I watched one of his feeds today, dude. It's really funny. He's hilarious. He's just talking trash to these random players. He's so funny. Like, why didn't you die and beat me? And he's got it's him playing, and next to him there's this massive like emblem of a beer. It's a massive like mug. It's the side of his, it's the size of his body next to him. I don't know if it's how much he's drunk that night. It fills up to the night. I don't know. That is so but it was really funny. funny. But Laser Daddy decided to give us an extra few dollars a month to help us get closer to the hundred dollar goal. So man, thanks so much. Believe in the podcast. You're awesome. If we you, love you. If you're listening, if not, you've never given, consider giving a dollar a month and help us get over that hundred dollars. And when we get to the hundred dollars, we'll start watching a new release every single month and giving you not only a 90s review, but a modern movie mm-hmm. review. And more red rum. Who doesn't want that? I know I do. <laughs> if you want to see our t-shirt designs, go to redrum.threadless.com. See our, our designs. We have the uh, Raised by Movies design, the Dang Gina design, and the Red Rum uh, logo design. All there for you to you can get t-shirts or headbands, whatever you want to get there. Or you just go to PayPal and give a one-time gift if you want to do that. So, raise this right. Here it is. <sighs> this movie, who are the heroes in this movie? The, the band. Rock, the band. Because this, they're against the man. That's what it is, dude. Being rock and roll. There's that great scene outside where he realized he was a, d- a dork in, in, in high school. Mm-hmm. But he found his thing and was able to become... He found himself. So it wasn't just that nerdy kid. Dude, that's like when I seen Dan Helwig after Marine Corps boot camp. I was like, holy shit, you're like a man. Like he was like ripped. Was I'm like, he? what the hell? And he had like tattoos and stuff. I'm like, holy cow. This movie just music that rock and roll lifestyle have always been kind of like that's so awesome. The whole vibe. It's awesome. The whole vibe it's is awesome. cool. You lived it for a while. It's awesome. It's awesome. And if that's awesome, what's not awesome is selling out. Because in the movie, it's like not great, in your twenties. And here's a deal: back in when we were young, that was considered a insult. Selling out, you said, you said to somebody, you were dogging them. Oh man, that band sold out. You're dogging that band. Sell out. You sell out. It's a ba- nowadays. That's not a bad word, bro. Real Big Fish had a song called "Sell Out." The song's amazing. Remember that song, um, Hook by. Uh, uh, Popper. Yeah. Um, uh, Blues Traveler. Blues Traveler. Just talk about uh, just making a good song yes. and getting the, the radio play. Yep. Even Billy Joel had a song about getting uh, the entertainer. Just about got to be 305. Yep. It's always got to be 305. Yeah, dude. it's all about the man yep. giving you your limitations. Now, the my worst, boy. The worst part is, is all the creative people are being told to do by non creative people who have suits on. And it sucks. Dude, I remember watching, um, we watched A Star is Born. And watch what they Ooh. do to Lady Gaga, making her be all like, "I'll uh, that movie was fantastic, and I'll never watch it again. Never, never, oh, never watch it again. Never." But they got her wearing all those crazy jumpsuits and being all like edgy. But her words and her music was so awesome. Yep. And they just they made it all you know, bullshit. <laughs> My boy Knuth used to always say, "Because Knuth and, and dude in college." We just call him Face because he was so attractive. He's just a good-looking He's guy. He's fine, dude. He always did the SWAT team workout at, at school. Too. He has like this, this V body, dude. Massive pecs, dude. Arms. Just ripped out of his mind. He was like that dude on um, Star Trek Two. 
Wrath of Khan? <laughs> Not a fake chest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ricardo Montalbom? Montalbom. <laughs> For hate's sake, I spit my last breath of thee. <laughs> he has some big titties. <laughs> he swears this day those were, that wasn't a fake, that wasn't an insert. Man, that's, yeah, so is Tom Cruise's butt. <laughs> Yeah, Knuth was a stud. Knuth said his voice was. He's a is incredible. incredible singer. But he said, I was talking about sell out one day. And he goes, sell out. Shoot, he goes. If NSYNC called and wanted me to sell my soul for a year, I I, I would go up there. I'd dance the moves they He'd taught be in me. Japan, dude. I'd frost my butt. tips. Yep. <laughs> he goes, I don't give a rip. I'd sell for a year or two and bank the money and live the high life, dude. Could you imagine if when Kelly Clarkson broke? I was her drummer on the Since You've Been Gone tour. Dude, in a second. Are you kidding me? Just covered in tattoos playing pop. I'd do it in a heartbeat. But you like pop. I know. So it's not really... I mean, but I'm against Top 40 Radio, though. In this movie, though, they when they wanted him to just uh, lip-sync his own song... Yeah, you saw they, did, they didn't care about him. They didn't care about the music. They just cared about the... The what do you call it? Not the celebrity, the exposure. Uh-huh. They wanted to just market what they were doing. Don't make us be lame. And he wouldn't sound with them because he realized they didn't love the music. They wouldn't back him up as musicians, as as creative as creative types. And I'll tell you, man, I don't know what sellout looks like for me. I guess for me it would be in the burbs at a big mega church. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm like, I, I don't. Say, you don't know what sellout for you would be. I know exactly <laughs> what it would be. I don't want it. It would be you doing the Tony Robbins tour, dude. Being a uh, self help guru, <laughs> telling people that don't know how to talk to people how to talk to people. Being Tom Cruise Magnolia, dude. <laughs> Never seen it. Oh no, I have seen it. Yeah. Magnolia. Um, the end of uh, the Leo movie. Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. <laughs> sell me this pen. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, did you watch that? I didn't watch it. Barenthal was awesome. I watched that one scene you told me to watch. Which one? Where he's like, do you remember your cousin? Oh, that's he's hilarious. Like, he's like, no, you see what, what happened was. <laughs> I know it sounds funny. He goes, well, the way it is is that uh, <laughs> her, her dad is my mom's brother. <laughs> <laughs> see, the way I look at it is like... <laughs> Why would I want a bunch of people sleep with my cousin? You know what I'm saying? It's my cousin. That's <laughs> <laughs> my cousin. Oh my gosh. It's like, aren't you afraid of the kid, uh, you know, like, you know, the kid getting all like deformed? Oh, you deformed stuff? Yeah, you know, well, if something would have happened, I would just, you know, take it out to the woods and just kind of like let know, it go. Like, be free. <laughs> be free. <laughs> that movie's crazy. Oh, listen, that scene, I've watched like four times because he, Jonah Hill, is so good in that. He's unbelievable. Those in that fake movie. teeth. I mean, it's just—it's great, dude. It's but I've never seen the movie. So I just—you you told me it's wild. It's like a a porno, dude. It's like an NC seventeen. I I, I just—it's just too much for me, dude. It's wild. I know people who watched that movie and went into finance. Of course, that's like sixteen and pregnant. Oh, it's gonna make teenagers not get pregnant. That it's gonna make teenagers get pregnant all over the country because they want to be in the next season. Sixteen and pregnant. Hoochies. But I've always thought selling out your principles for the almighty dollar, I've always been afraid of that. And this movie just shows not to, he, I, just, I just don't want to be that. 
And we'll, I've, has he ever seen a band sell out before? You've Listen, I'll tell you right now. If Static Factor was approached with a million dollar contract saying, well, I guess it wouldn't really be selling out. No, Gickin' Money's not selling out. Yeah. Selling out's like saying, you know what? We got to figure out what's popular and make that music instead of our yeah. music. Yeah. I don't know if I could do that. I'd have to enjoy what I'm playing. That's and, the thing. and everything that I'm hearing sucks. There's this new song. Can't turn or can't make a wife out of a hoe. No. And everybody loves this song. And I'm like, dude, That's you're not really a lyric. Yes. That's not really a and lyric. The song starts off, and I think it's this badass Sum 41 song, but it's not. It's a new song, and it's whack. It's so bad. And it's the worst song I've ever heard, and I hear it every day. Because when I when I have to listen to the radio because my phone's charging and I can't hook it into the ox, that damn song is on. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God. And people love it. It blows my mind what's popular, dude. I don't understand it. And I'm old. I'm old, baby. I'm 40 and... One of my junior high kids growing up now married, she, her and her husband go to these every year, these electronic festivals. Oh, I know who you're talking about, too. <laughs> What are they called? E EMP EDM. EDM EDM festivals and like I've listened to some of the like some of the records uh, uh, songs by these DJs and I'm like I don't get it like I'm dude, I'm you know what? I'm I'm so old school I'm just a four piece dude a four piece is what I love to listen to if it's a three piece dude even better dude I, I police I, I love instruments I like. Playing music with instruments, and I know and people say, "Well, you know what? You know, I'm not against spinning a record, but I'm just old. I'm just an old man." I'm with you. That's all I got, dude. I, I, I can't, can't say more. I'm not trying. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to dog anybody. If you if you like EDM, more power to you. I'm just. I'm an old man. I'm used to. If all the power goes out, you can still make music. That's what I'm used to. Yes. The world Absolutely. can fall down, and you can still do something. The world is a vampire. What was your first album you ever bought with your own money? First album I ever bought with my own cheese. Mine was the Offspring Smash with the tape. And that little tape was my Walkman nonstop till mom heard one of the songs. And then, <laughs> and then she read the lyrics to us. Yeah, she did, dude. We're she like, was damn, mom. I was out. I was out, dude. She took that tape. I was like, oh. Well, the problem is, is she always bought my music for me at Best Buy and brought it home. Yeah, she did. So I, there wasn't like one where not until I got older. Do you remember listening to hearing a single on the radio and saying, "I have to own that song"? Um, Man of Soul, the World, Nirvana Unplugged. When I first heard that, it like blew my mind, and I had no idea it was David Bowie. I remember I was I was at a at a little diner with some, in Chicago, and Paranoid Android came on. Oof! And I'm like, I says, I'm like, I'm like, yes, what is this? And no one knew. It's I asked an orchestra. I was asking people next to me, what what is this song? And no one knew. And it was five years till I heard it again. And I was what? like, what? It was like I had Shazam finally on a phone. I'm like, I did Shazam. I'm like, this is Radiohead. I didn't know. And Dang, then, dude, that Kid A, or not Kid A. Um, OK Computer. OK Computer was unbelievable. That album, I remember get, oh, getting in, I was like, wow. Exit music for a film. Dude, that Woo! album's sick. I remember walking in your room police, one day, dude. and you were listening, and I'm like, what is this? I'm walking in your room, and you're rocking. And it was Muse. And I was like, this is yeah, Muse, awesome. Muse is nuts. But uh, So 
we love music. Can't make a white pop of a hoe now. <laughs> Shut up, you bitch. <laughs> You're the hoe. So now, next month, October, it's Halloween. Oh, it's Halloween. It's my Christmas. It's your Christmas. It really is. This year, we're gonna show the kids Ghostbusters. <gasps> We're gonna probably show them Gremlins between Christmas and New Year. Uh, Halloween and oh, Christmas. It is a Christmas movie. Yeah. So we are. I mean, I have so many Halloween movies I watch every year. I love it. Me and the kids watch um, Goosebumps. Nice. We watch Jack Monster Black. Squad. We watch. Yeah. Nice. We watch some. We watch some. I watch Hobie's Halloween myself. That's what I Wolfman mean. has nards. Dude, he does, dude. Doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I never got any of that. Never, never, dude. <laughs> when. Dracula grabs that little girl and calls her a bee. Beach. I'm like, whoa! That's that, that's a cross. He's a little girl and his, his, I know. Just kick out his hands and her cheekbones like. <laughs> so, for because I, because Candyman just made made a, a sequel to Candyman this month. For our Halloween special, we're doing Candyman. I'm horrified. We'd have some great scary stories yes, for you. Yes, we are. We might even invite a buddy on to do some extra scary stories for us. We'll talk after. after. Okay. But Candyman's going to be a heck of a show. It's one of an early horror movie in our minds. Early. 90s, and you know what? Dude. That is a good horror movie. It, yes. holds, it holds up something fierce. It's still scary, dude. So we'll get to that next month. But um, if you want to listen to the show... You listen to it on Apple Podcast, Spotify Podcast, or Amazon Podcast. Show leave a review. You can follow us on Facebook where we put out some reviews of movies we're watching right now. I'm putting one tomorrow. Dude, what have you watched? Anything you watched at theater? You've been in the theater, you done anything? Um theater, no. I'm going I'm seeing Venom 2 next weekend. So am I. Um Malignant was insane. I still don't even know what I watched. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I'm, it's still processing. Um, <laughs> when it ended, you sat there. You know, yeah, oh, we were like, I was like, that was whack. And then <laughs> Steph was like, but it wasn't. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know what happened. Um, I, ju- I watched, I had a random day off because of weather, and I watched The Warriors for the first time. Man. So I'm going to review that. Um, Just finished Midnight Mass on Netflix. TV show? It is Unreal, amazing seven episode. Mini. Well, we're to hold that for the end of the year. Our favorite shows of the okay, year. We'll get okay. all that stuff because we have to finish the Steve. We got to finish short. murders in the building. Yeah. Oh. Um. But I mean, it's crazy how much good content is being. There's a lot. Right it's hard to catch up because yeah, everyone's putting out all this great stuff. But we hope you're watching your movies and loving them. Um. We'll be back next month. So as always, I'm Ernesto. But I'm Antonio, and we'll see you next month at the Red Room Theater.